So welcome to uh, welcome to another episode of uh, People Who Suffer podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping those of us who suffer, suffer a little bit less. And in order to do that today, I brought a, I brought a little fun on the pod. And uh, this is a friend of mine who's been a friend of mine for a long time now. I think it started in 1995. No, 96. It was 1996. And uh, a fellow by the name of Landon Wright, uh, who has been featured in such uh, national publications as Newsweek, I believe. <laughs> while, while attending. That's a very inside joke. That's not going to play with your, your listeners, but okay. <laughs> while attending BYU. Uh, yes, Landon, Landon was featured in Newsweek. We won't, we won't talk about that just, just now. Um, it's a different story, different podcast. It's a story for another time. But, but Landon has, uh, has at his, uh, his disposal one of the things that will help anyone suffer less in their lives, and that is that he's fun. Like, he's, he's fun. And, uh, you know, sometimes not as fun, but usually pretty fun, right? Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, right. ha have we had some fun over the years? Uh, we have, you know, some of it, uh, uh, G P G R and, uh, NC 17. Uh, well, you've had the NC 17 version. I, I might've, I, I might've shown up in, in your R version a couple of times, but I've never, I've never been in the actual NC 17. <laughs> of course you would say That's that, fair. right? Of course That's you'd fair. say that right off the bat. So, so one of the things about having conversations with Landon is we, you know, we don't talk that often, but when we talk, it's, there's some fireworks, right? Like there's some fun stuff that goes down and, and Landon, I don't want to make you look bad. Like this is not my goal, but I'm just reminded. <laughs> I'm just reminded in this moment of uh, I tend to be kind of a touchy feely, emotional, mushy dude who, you know, relationships super meaningful to me. That's why I live in the world of suffering more than other people sometimes. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like a musical theater guy. Um, and <laughs> and I know this I'm more is of a straight play. No music. Yeah, music. yeah, yeah. And I know this is an audio recording only. And if you could have seen Landon's face just then, it was it was interesting. Um, we're doing this over Zoom. Hopefully the audio is good enough for this to, to fly as a podcast. But anyway, so so Landon, Landon was there during a period of great suffering for me in college. I had a, I had a rough, I had a rough go and Landon was like, I don't know. You were like the, the perfect, you were like the perfect recipe for taking a vacation from suffering. Yeah. I was just a distraction. I feel. So. <laughs> well, you were a distraction in, in, you know, for a great period of time. And I probably distracted you a little bit from schoolwork, which up until the point you met me, you were really focused on, I think. I don't think I had ever missed a class in my life yeah. until I met you. And then all of a sudden, karaoke seemed to be more important than Statistic 222. <laughs> was, was that statistics or was that operations? I think that was. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I, I'll, refer, I'll refresh yeah. your memory. I think it was yeah. operations. It was the first, first class that you'd ever skipped maybe in your life. And uh, it, it truly was like the idea of like just not going to class had never crossed my mind <laughs> until I met you. I'm like, I can do that. 
I could just like not go to class. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. So we found ourselves at the wild borough down at Brigham's landing in, uh, in Provo, Utah and Landon on the stage, uh, singing a karaoke version of, uh, what was it again? Uh, trailers. For <laughs> what is that? Rooms to let. Yeah. King of the room. road. King of the road. It was, king it, of was the road. it was king of the road. And at the time Landon had been bailing me out of my, uh, my rough experience of BYU. And, uh, and, and it was, it was kind of fun that in that moment, I sort of got to minorly bail you out of the experience of singing karaoke to a song that oh, you only knew the, you only no. knew the first verse to it. But this is the thing. You keep changing in your mind the history. You didn't bail me out. I, I know, but I had the opportunity to. Oh, you had the opportunity. But no, you did not capitalize, my dear yeah. son. No. So you with the entire BYU wrestling team up in the up on the balcony, uh, you were left there to, to, to sing repeatedly the same first verse of trailers for sale or rent over and over again. And the look of fear that was on your face, like it, it was just... Oh man, until you know, I couldn't, I couldn't buy a note. I couldn't find, I was in, I was singing it in four different keys at the same time. I, I could, like, it was, <sighs> I had never been in such fear in my whole life. <laughs> it was so funny. Wow. And anyway, um, that was actually, you know, kind of a precursor to you attending all sorts of, uh, of wild events um, over the coming years. And, and one of them that you got to have a glimpse into about 20 years ago, I think, was this little thing called, and this is a thing that's been in the news lately, right? There, were, there was a big news story about this place. Oh, Just, Burning Man. Yeah, yeah, Burning Man. Burning Man, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you went to it once, what, like 20 years ago or so? It, it, it's probably a good 15, 20 years. I've just, I, I went to it one time with a bunch of friends, you know, back in, in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, at the time it was, I don't know, it was probably 40,000 people, something like that. Yeah, so it was already a good size. It was already a big, I mean, it, it, for that week of Burning Man, that area, that is the largest city in the county. Wow. For one week. <laughs> and where is that city located? So so Burning Man is in Black Rock. It's 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 essentially in the uh uh Black Rock Desert, which is about 110 miles north of Reno, Nevada. Okay. So yeah. Um so Black Rock, it, I mean it's just called Black Rock Deserts, but it's essentially a dry lake bed. Um mm. that's yeah, 100 miles north of Reno. I mean, about 50 miles, you lose cell phone reception. Uh, the closest town is Gerlock, which is a one-horse town. And then you, you <laughs> keep driving another 50 miles, and then you get off the two-lane road onto this dry lake bed and then drive out into the desert for another five, you know, eight miles. And then you're in the middle of, you know, literally nowhere. Yeah. But you're surrounded by 50,000 other people, 50,000 other people. And, uh, and, uh, it doesn't often rain there, does it? No, it never hasn't rained there in like 20 years. Yeah. So 20 years, zero rain at Burning Man. But if any of you have been listening to the news in the last couple of weeks, you know, that there was an enormous news story, uh, coming out of the Nevada desert, uh, regarding Burning Man and a little bit of rain they had. So it just so happens 
that Landon, after a 15 to 20 year hiatus from visiting Burning Man, tell me, tell me about your return trip. Cause you called me and told me about this the other day. And I, all, I had to cut you off. Cause like, I wanted some of this story live. I'm like, this story is incredible. And there's, it's such a, it's such an amazing analogy uh, or metaphor for life. And uh, yeah, just tell me, just tell me about it. Let's get okay. back into so, that conversation. So just the just the context, like so. So, Burning Man is like a very unique uh, event, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a music festival. It's right. not. It's not like you know EDC or a Coachella stuff like that. It's it's not like that, and it's not like anything else I've ever seen in the world, right? And Travel you've Travel. seen a lot of things in the I've, world. I've been to Carnival in Reno. I've been to Mardi Gras. I've been to Full Moon Party in Thailand. I've been to Biza a number of times. I've been, you know, both as a participant and as a director, and as a tour director. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you are not so, new to this scene, man. Like you have, you've been there. I have traveled low these many miles and low these many countries. <laughs> <laughs> this is again this is all like way back this is my 20s right right right, right. You grow up and you get married and you, you know. yeah yeah so anyway um so but what burning man is 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 i mean and there were 62,000 people this year it's peaked at like 80,000 some years and then you know whatever um but what it is is it is a 100% participation like the the the, the attendees are contributing and participants and creating things right burning man inc doesn't build anything yeah. like the company. They facilitate this whole thing. And then when you go there, they provide the location done by the location. They do all the permits with the, you know, yeah. BLM, Bureau of land management, sure, Fed, sure. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, some infrastructure and then they, they organize this whole thing, but it, there's, there's a, what's called the playa, which is in the middle. And there's a huge, you know, 200 tall foot, like burning wooden man. And it's the burning of the man. Right. Right, right, right. And then within this playa, there's all this structural art that's just placed there. And there's a huge like wooden temple that's built and all these you know things that go out. And then all of the camps are in this crescent shaped uh, uh, circle around the around plot. the burning man, around yeah. the burning man, around. Yeah. Around yeah. The man. And, uh, and and there so, are 60,000 people in these camps, 60,000 people. Yeah. And so it's just <laughs> that's it's, a lot of people, man. It's and remember they've had like eighty thousand at time. I mean, anyway, anything beyond like what ten thousand people is just yeah, it's just massive. Yeah, there is no commerce. You can't buy anything. You don't really trade anything. The whole idea is gifting. Yeah, you gift. So when you go there, you go there with all your food, water, all the supplies, trash bags. You're gonna go there with everything. You're gonna exist eat you know all stuff and you can give to other people whatever and then you cart all your trash there's nothing there and you can't buy anything except ice and there are porta potties that's it that's what that's what burning man inc provides you can buy ice and there are porta potties there and so the whole community there and this seems like a commercial for burning man which is it's not i mean people can you know do your own research and, and figure it out the whole idea of it is is gifting and it's community and it is a um artistic expression and obviously there's tons of electronic dance music you know and, and mm-hmm. you know it's there but the people there create the whole experience and right. so you have what's, what are called art cars and and you know it's not a car it's like a, a truck and people will build uh you know a 40 foot tall 
Jack Sparrow's, you know, ship, right wow. on top of this thing, and it's all lit. That'd be up called the world. Black Pearl. That would be uh, the Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I could clearly see it's like that is straight from the movie. Like that, they, they, they right, nailed right, it to it. Too. Right, right. And then other people are building these things, these octopus, these metallic octopus with all this moving arms, and it's it shoots fire out of his eyeballs wow. and just just so, crazy stuff. And there's a lot of expression going on. A ton, right? It's Bohemian. Yeah. It's EDM. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, it's it's whatever from the debaucherous to people are reading poetry over in this camp, and all right. of the camps are, it's it's a camp, it's a theme, but everyone is there to just give and and partake. And so, like every fifth camp, there's like, come on in. There's music going, and there's a full bar, and and you know, what do you want to eat? And, you want it and and it's just it's that type of community but the art is off the charts it's like it's like stuff that you see in Cirque du Soleil Vegas right it's just it's really really unique the playa wow. at night is is just mind blowing wow and obviously some people are you know people are you know drugs and they do this and there's you know debauchery you know, but there's also the just the expression of like wow you can be stone sober and look around it's like this is like off the charts as far right. as visually stimulating Stuff. And it is a complete and total mental vacation from what normally happens in everyday life, right? Yeah, and that's what people, you know, call it. You know, when people start to have conversations about the real world, yeah. they're like, oh, now we don't talk about the real world, right? Yeah. You know, back home. It's like, yeah. you know, so. And so everything's experienced differently because you've, you've really just kind of let go of the real world. Yeah, no cell phone coverage. I oh, mean, wow. the only people, like, if you, you have to have a satellite phone. You know, if you want, wow. I mean, there's a little bit spotty, you know, I, I won't tell you the name of my carrier, but okay. I had no cell phone coverage Okay, okay. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you're, you're truly, you're, you're truly removed. Yeah. So. Wow. Anyway, that's. So you were there. Uh, so you were there. How's my, how's my audio? Am I okay? Well, your audio is a yeah, little muffled. If we so, could somehow anyway. get you closer to a mic, it would sound a little bit better. Maybe a little, little, little higher tone. How's this? I, I don't know. I, it's, I feel it's, like my, my face is right in there. So. It's good enough. What, and we might even try putting in your, your uh, AirPods or something for a second and see if that sharpens it up. You got them with you? I don't. No, those are over in, that's, okay. that's in my other office. Sorry. Okay. Um, anyway, I'll just try to do it this way. Um, I'll just speak a little bit closer. So, so when you say you went, there's a little bit of context, a little yeah. bit of context to that. Okay. And so my brother is going through a glorious midlife crisis, right? Sure. And so um, he's like, and I, I've told him about this for years, Bernie man. I went one time. So anyway, he's like, dude, we just, we got to go. We got to go. So we wrangle up two other guys and we go rent this 32 foot RV. Wow. Right. And uh, because most people are in RVs and they have these camps and tents, I mean, it's, it's the whole right. thing. We want a little bit more like, okay, let's, we, we want to be inside. We don't want to be like tenting it. Sure. Sure. So we rent this RV and uh, go, you know, bounding across the desert into this, this experience. Right. So we get there on, on Wednesday and Wednesday night and then all day Thursday and everyone's on bikes. Right. So it's, right. so what it is, is it's a, it's a dry lake bed that is an alkali, uh, the, the, the um, material. It's basically, it's basically 
um, it doesn't soak up water. That's I'm kind yeah. of I'm, yeah. I'm I'm ruining the lead. The yeah, yeah. Story here, but I live in Arizona. I'm very familiar with the concept of not soaking up water because yeah, it's been right? baked for so long. But yeah, it, just, it doesn't. The earth yeah. does not soak uh-huh. up any water. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's the thing. So most years, the the big worry about among burners is the dust. Because the right. dust clouds come through and it's just everything gets and it's just this fine silty stuff and it gets right. into everything, like every nook and cranny. Like it's just both of your oh, vehicle and of your body. Of your body, right? <laughs> and, you know, if you just I swear, if you just leave it there, you probably make a pearl. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> depends on how uh how tightly clenched you live your life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's usually the 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 concern. Yeah. Is the is the dust, right? And the dust storms that come through. And so people have like full on like military style, you know, goggles on sure, with sure. like masks and like that, right. all that stuff. Well, anyway, Thursday, we're on our bikes. Everyone bikes around because it's it's flat, right? And right, so you're right. just on a bike and everyone has all the cool lights and everything off the bikes. So we're biking around, seeing all this cool stuff, going into the into the camps and everything. And then that night, it was just off the charts, just amazing, amazing experience, right? There's yeah. massive DJs, like well known DJs, and Chris Rock is there, and like you know Diplo, like all these like big guys, right? And because uh, Zuckerberg's a number of, been there a number of times, and Musk, you know Elon Musk has been there a number of times, and sure, sure. you know see you see like helicopters flying in and stuff, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the scene. So anyway. Um, Friday morning, and I don't know why we didn't look at the weather forecast, but Friday morning, it starts to rain at 10 a.m. And my brother and I are like kind of, you know, oh, and we're out, right? We're we're riding bikes and it starts to rain. Yeah. And it's like two millimeters of rain. And all of a sudden, that's kind of hard to ride this bike, right? And then pretty soon we're like pushing our bikes and we're trying to get back to our camp. <laughs> and pretty soon I can't push the bike anymore. Because what happens is the rain hits it and it creates clay. Oh, like, yeah. Like molded, like you hot. It's like, imagine yeah. like that, that ghost with Patrick. It's, like, it's that scene. Yeah, the it's scene, like, from, the scene from Ghost. Yeah. 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 Where, like that, it's like this, you know. So the whole lake bed is like this, uh, except for like a very perimeters, because the whole thing kind of sloped. But the perimeters were. So anyway, finally we're we're carrying our bikes to try to get back, and and pretty soon we have twenty pound ankle weights on each foot because the clay is just stuck to your boot. Right, and so we're like, so we just ditched our bikes where we were, get back to the RV just barely, and and the thing is just it's just a soup, it's a clay soup, and so that's when the media started to pick up on this, like, right, oh man. No one can drive anywhere. No, no, you know, no one can, ba- you can barely walk. There's no, no drive. Can move. Yeah. So, no one can move, you know, and, yeah. and which is not problematic from the standpoint of everyone who's going there, you're bringing plenty of food, plenty of water, like you're prepared. Right. What you're not prepared for is that the service trucks couldn't go out and service the porta potties. So you have 60,000 oh. people and you have porta potties that need to be serviced like twice a day. So, I'm sorry, but I, I'm, it's a bleep show. It's a literal bleep show. Oh, thank you for keeping this PG. <laughs> yeah. So that was quite concerning. You know, 
Um, fortunately, we had an RV, so we we're kind of using that. And we're like, okay, well, we're right, right, the way out. <laughs> but anyway, we're stuck. Media gets a hold of it, and they're like sixty-two thousand people stranded, right? And then the media just like because we would hear from people who had like you know like sat phones, other, sure, things that I mean all the media outlets are just blowing out of proportion. There's an Ebola outbreak. There's this, there's that, you know, it's like these people are stuck and they're starving. You know, I'm like, sure. no, we're fine. It's good. Like we're, we're going to, we're going to make it through, but that's, that's so who, Friday. so who and, was, who was glorifying the story the most? Like you, you heard a couple of media outlets reporting on it, right? What, what, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I know where you want me to go. I'm not, there were I don't even want you to go there. It's just fact, right? Like it was fact. You know who it was that was blown it out of proportion it, the most. I did hear, I did hear a clip from one of the Fox News um, uh, yes. correspondents. Trying to frighten people as much as possible. Trying to frighten people. But the clip that I thought was hilarious was, well, you know, the, the hippies are getting their due, you know? Or something yes, like of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, so this is this is not a gathering of hippies, is it? No, it's Silicon Valley. Yeah. Into Black Rock City. Yeah. Yeah. And it is it's a lot of well to do people. Yeah, there's 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 money there. There's. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so, so so back to you're hearing these news reports and they're they're not very accurate. They're not, they're not accurate. And, yeah. and it's just also people, it's like, you know, the, Burning Man hasn't been in the news forever. I mean, it's a thing and people kind of know about yeah, it. Yeah. Know, people got it all worked up about it for a couple of years and then realized it wasn't what they thought it was. And now, yeah. And, and they can, and you can clearly see that the, so, so I'll just cut to after when I got back into the real world and saw some of this stuff, there was actually a CNN. Yes, it was. It was a CNN uh, correspondent who she happened to be a Burning Man. Okay, she wasn't planning to make any sort of whatever, but somehow they got some sat link, right? And and the people in New York sitting at the New York desk were asking her about. It's like, oh, so and I can't remember her name. You know, Barbara, we'll call her. So Barbara, like you've been going for ten years. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's great. And so just kind of so happy. So the people at the desk are like, so is it just mayhem out there? She's like. No, it's quite like everyone's making a good, you know, good run of it. And, and people are making, you know, are, are smiling and, and very like giving and like, oh my gosh, do you need extra, you know, uh, trash bags? Cause you know, you'd put trash bags over sure. your feet and then, you know, that's how you would be able to yeah. get through the slot. And, uh, anyway, they're just trying to gen up that it's mayhem. It's cats and dogs living together. I mean, it's, sure. you know, mass hysteria stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and she's like, no, it's, you know, it's not what it is. So it was like another, it was another example to me of how I just, oh, the media, I just, it, it's hard. It's hard to kind of trust anything because I was, I was there, I was living it. I was, you know, seeing right, 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 right. what was going on. Yeah. So anyway, um, so we're just kind of making the best of it and you, and, and you go out and, and you're meeting people. And the cool thing was that the art cars that normally are, go out at night into the playa and people go out and they'll set up a camp and there's, you know, big concerts and stuff. Those cars couldn't move. So whatever, wherever they were parked when they started to rent, that's it. That's, that's where they, that's are. it. Well, now they're in the camp. This thing's massive. Like if you don't have a bike, you're not walking to the playa. Sure. You got a bike there. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's miles and miles across. Uh, fortunately we were camped. Uh, so it goes like A, B, C, D, the, the, the rows, you sure. know, the streets go like this. We were camped toward J, which was the outside street. 
And then after J, there's like some flags and then there's like, you know, miles of desert uh, on the outside of, of, of these flags. So anyway, um, we are kind of in our camp, but my brother starts to freak out a little bit. Right. Because we have rented this RV. Uh, <laughs> and we have to have it back by Tuesday morning. Right. Yeah. And and so Burning Man is a Labor Day weekend or a Labor Day week and then the weekend. And they burn the man usually on Saturday and then they burn the temple usually on Sunday. And then everyone goes home on Monday. Right. Sure. So that's what that was our plan. We're going to travel back on Monday, get back, clean up the RV and all that stuff, turn it in like Tuesday morning, bright and early. Sure. And we had to do that because the next renter from this like private renter was picking it up for another seven day trip at like that afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're not there, we're messing up this next guy's vacation, you know, with, with, you know, family and stuff. And then we're just thinking, oh man, we're going to have to pay for that. And you know, all this. So my brother's kind of freaking out. It's on his card. I'm freaking out for him. Um, and it gets to like Sunday. So all day Saturday, we're just kind of making the best of it. And like walking around Saturday night, we had a fantastic time, found this art car, hundreds of people, like I, it could have been a thousand people and, and we're just having a great time. And I just got to tell you this, it, it was fantastic for those of us who can't dance because nobody could dance. Like wherever you were, boots were in the ground, like that was it. So everyone's just doing the mm, overbite <laughs> dance like this, right? So I love <laughs> that you said for those of us who can't dance as though you're one of those, because you are not, you can dance. And, uh, and thank you for saying it that way to make me feel better. And I, I know that that might have been the, the impetus behind you saying it that way. It would have been a perfect setting for me with my overbite to be just moving <laughs> in one spot. So thank you. I appreciate that. The overbite yeah. in the fitness pump. Yes, that's, that's what I know you for when you're glorious dancing. Oh, man. But we did have, we were making the best and everyone was kind of making the best. Sure. So, um, so then it's Sunday. and we're getting very nervous because the forecast is there's going to be more rain. Oh gosh. And, it, and it's already super. So it's drying up a little bit, right? You could walk around a little bit better on, on Sunday. And we're like, man, if it rains again, how long does it take to, to, to dry up a, a piece of earth that doesn't soak up water? Like yeah. know, four days, like we had no yeah. idea. And like I said, this hasn't happened for, in, for burning man at 25 years. I mean, sure. Yeah. Rain, rain. So anyway, um, Sunday morning, I, I go on a walkabout and I walk over from I to, you know, H to I to J and I'm standing there and, and the flags that were kind of like bounded the thing, those, those were all, you know, down by this time mm -hmm. and, and out beyond it is just more dry lake bed, but it hadn't been chewed up by people walking on it and, you know, things like that. And I'm standing there and I'm seeing like, Hey, that's a, that's a, Four wheel drive. It is four wheel drive, but that's four wheel drive vehicle that's going across the desert toward where the gates are, like where, where yeah. you get on the two lane road to get out and, you know. And oh, by the way, uh, there, there's Burning Man radio. So everyone just turns on to the Burning Man radio station right. and it's like, this is shut down. Nobody can drive. No one can leave. No one can leave. No one can come in. Like yeah. the gates are closed. No one can come in. No one yeah. leave. And that's the official word, right? Right car after car like heading toward the gate like yeah you know i can't fully see the gate it's you know five miles down the, so these down aren't down cars the pulling trailers these are just cars in the beginning 
initially, yeah, it was yeah. just, okay, well, that's a, that's a four-wheel drive. Like, okay, I see how right. he's making it, right? But right. then I saw a Honda Odyssey, you know, front-wheel oh. drive minivan. I'm like, Which is the what? greatest car ever built, by the way. I'll tell you, as having been an owner of no less than three of those, Oh my that's, God. that's a phenomenal vehicle. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> and they'll, they'll go anywhere. Anything will go. So, so don't be shocked at the, at the, the Honda Odyssey making it through that they're built for that. So I was a uh, <laughs> commercial for Honda. <laughs> I was, um, so I'm looking at this and then I'm like, yeah, but there are no RVs, right? I mean, it's yeah. a 15,000 pound vehicle. It's just, yeah. And, uh, and yours so, is on the larger side. We're 32 foot. Yeah, you're like the biggest RV in in the pretty, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not the biggest. Like there were some like two hundred thousand dollar, you know, oh, okay, RVs okay, out there. And but ours is pretty big, definitely heavy. And yeah. uh, so anyway, I'm standing there, and sure enough. Oh, hold on! You just froze. Hold, hold on! Hold on! You hold on! You, you just froze up for a second, and I missed everything after. Sure enough. Okay. All right. Let me get, let me get back in. Am I, am I back in now? Yeah, you're in, you're in. So sure okay. enough. So sure enough, I'm standing there and I see an RV. It's a smaller one, okay. but I see an RV that's bounding across the, the lake bed, you know, hitting washes, the spray going like mud and everything. And there, I just, I can, you know, it, it's just this scene. I'm like, okay, there's an RV that's going, I don't know if he's going to get stuck or not, but they're, they're trying it, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I see a couple of those and I'm like, well, shoot. Okay. I don't know if they're going to get stopped at the gate, but at least we'll be a little bit closer to the gate. Like we have no idea if they're actually going to stop us. Are there park rangers? Sure. Sure. The whole idea. So anyway, um, I go back, tell tell my brother, tell, tell the boys, Mike, let's try, right? We get everything packed in, pull in the stuff, get our bikes on the, you know, hooked up to the back. And we drive about, 40 feet and it's just <laughs> right yeah. just just nope yeah. not going yeah yeah so i'm like okay so basically those people that i see out there they were close enough to outside the flags to get to the dry area right and but we're like two streets away i mean i could see it it's maybe a hundred yards oh right? gosh so close Close and, and it could have been on Mars. It, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we're all just kind of hanging out. You know, everyone has made friends with your camp neighbors and, and and stuff. But I see this other group that's like they're trying to get out as well, and they pack up everything and then they try to get out and their wheels are spinning. And then these other people are trying to you know do something and 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 get out as well. And so uh, a couple of us like you know what? I'll bet the frictional coefficient is such that if we be, get behind this thing. <laughs> We could probably, we could probably move this. Yeah. So a couple of so guys, you start helping. A couple of guys, I just I solicited some help. I'm like, hey, let's go, let's go help them out. Let's just see what we can do. Which you is know? your thing to do, right? HOA president. You oh, you I'm are sure. well, you are going to get people in action. You're gonna you're gonna start people helping. Yeah. I see that someone wanted to get somewhere and do something. We clearly can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just like, I'm all hopped up on breakfast burritos. Like, I want to go help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we get behind and uh, we're like, okay, well, that's not going to work. So we grab some like carpets 
that mm-hmm. people use like outside, you know, to mm-hmm. get their tent or RV. And we put them in front of the wheels. I'm like, okay, we moved six feet. Right. And then we're like, okay, so if we get more tarps, carpets, stuff like that, we can probably lay down a path across the, the street area. Sure. That's soup. Right. That's right, just right. absolute. And so we start to like, we do that when everyone's, everyone's pulling out, like, and so pretty soon there's hundreds of people that are watching this TV show. Yeah. Yeah. That we have. And, and people are pulling down. Oh yeah. I got a tarp. Okay. I got this. I get this. And yeah. we lay down this runway. Right. And, and we get, and by now it. there's lots of people participating in the helping. Right. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, first of all, kind of what else do, what else are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Right. And then also it just became like this. Okay. Can we get this? And I can't remember what it was. I, I, I think it was a four wheel drive. But it, I don't know, it was like a forerunner or something like that, right? Can okay. we get just this this vehicle? Can we get it out? And we push it on the thing and everything. And it got a little bit of traction through this dried area. And then it went bounding across the one street on top of these tarps and stuff. Yeah. Made it. And it had momentum. And everyone is just cheering behind. It's just this elation. Yes. Of, of people seeing like, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. He's going to make it. And he yeah. goes, gets out past. And it's just this, this roar. And yeah. we're like, okay, yeah, this is possible. Yeah, we can do this. And then we just started, okay, who wants to go next? All right, who wants to go next? Right. And because not everyone was leaving, everyone was like, oh, I'm here till, you know, I'm going to be here till Monday, Tuesday. Sure. I help clean up, you know, that sort of thing. It's yeah, not yeah. like it's a great exodus. So anyway, we get behind, we help these people. And every time everyone's cheering and people are taking videos and pictures, and it's just this massive mud's going everywhere. And it's like one of those videos of the mud bog, you know. Right. Um, you know, people are going through the mud bogs. It's so it's kind of that feeling. Anyway, we finally tackle an RV. We're like, okay, I think we can get not ours, right? But we can get like one of these, you know, smaller ones. We get behind, there's 10 guys pushing. And we get this thing up to speed and it goes bounding across and it makes it past the flags. Oh yeah. And we're like, okay, okay, this is possible. And the the cool thing is, is those guys had been helping everyone else out. Yeah. They, they stopped outside the, the flags, got out, came back and said, Landon, dude, we got to help you. Like you guys have been helping everything. We got to get you out. We got to yeah. get you out. Because they knew, like, it's like, we have to be out of this before the next rain or else yeah. we're totally yeah. screwed. So we take all the bikes off the back. We got a bunch of guys behind. We've lined everything up and gotten more rugs and stuff. And my brother gets behind the wheel and just like a maniac. He just, he's just gone. Go. And he's gunning it and there's just mud spinning and guys are getting covered and it's all smiles. And so pretty soon all you see is just eyes and teeth, (laughs) eyes and teeth from these guys that are helping behind. And, uh, and he guns it, bounds past I, past J, makes it past the thing. And it was like the biggest thing. It was the biggest vehicle. Right. And, and, and we got out, right. And everyone lost their minds. Everyone loses their minds. Right. So yeah. we're just like, oh my gosh, this is okay. And, and so our stress level went from 11 down to maybe still three. Cause we have no idea if we can get out. Right. Right. We can actually get out and, and in right. five miles of like, what kind of soup is down the road, you know? Right. right. But anyway, we go around, you know, exchange numbers, take some selfies, get our bikes back on a thing. I think we helped out one or two other people, you know, to get out that were following us. And then we got into the RV. Yeah. Four of us. And I'm like, Justin, do not go less than 20 miles an hour. 
Like yeah. you have to maintain momentum. He's yeah, like, I, yeah. got I got this. I got this. Right. Yeah. So he does. And we go bounding across and, and it's crazy. And then what we see is we see where the road is. Cause there's like the mountains and kind of the roads are up against the foot of the mountain. And we're going across and it's pretty good. We're doing, and, but we see, we look over to the left and we see like a, a line of cars and we're like, Oh, that's the gate that's over there. And I think the cars kind of made it to the gate and. And the gate's me, closed. You're in a man because like, the yeah. I'm like, don't go there. Like go straight for the road, right. Where a whole bunch of other cars are going. And so we go, we we're just, we're cruising across and pretty soon, like everyone's congregating. It's like, and by this time there's, you know, several hundred vehicles that had gotten out and made it to that area. Right. And then, and then it all has to go down to this single lane area to get passed onto the road. Right. Right. Onto the actual two lane paved road. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and then everyone's like, now we're stuck. Right. And so we're in this line and, and now we're in this line for 15 minutes and no one's moving. I'm like what's going on. Right. So Andrew, you know me, I'm like, well, clearly there's a hitch in our giddy up. So someone's got to fix this. <laughs> so I get out and I'm just walking through all the vans and everything else up to the top. And sure enough, there's a couple of like stuck vehicles that are blocking the way and they're trying to, you know, push it out. I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. So this is not going to work. So I'm like, okay, we need bits. We need tarps. Let's get the stuff back out. We need, you know, so we organize ourselves again, get a couple of the cars that were blocking the way out of the way. And now we've got, okay, we can start again. So then I and this other guy, because we've got eight lanes of cars coming in. We're like, okay, we got to organize this thing. So we're just like, okay, Winnebago, you're going after the, <laughs> you're going after the Odyssey. Odyssey, you're going after the Jeep. Jeep, you're going to go after the other, you know. And we just arrange all these guys. And when someone gets stuck, we had a team that was behind and we'd all push them out. And we do that. We do, I directed traffic for an hour until my vehicle gets up there. I'm like, all right, guys, see ya. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> You've got it now. So yeah. that's how he escaped from birth. Wow. So <laughs> that is quite a story. And uh, the end of the story is that you got the thing back. You ended up going to some uh, semi-truck washing facility where they took incredible care of you, got the thing looking like it had never been out of, uh, out of civilization. Yeah. And you, and and you rolled up on time. Imagine if you will, right. Cake, clay, mud all over the, and so the underside of this thing is that we, we Googled, you know, commercial truck liner washing (laughs) facility. (laughs) And we pull up in this, in this RV, we're like, how much to watch to wash this thing? Whatever it is, we'll pay it. Yeah. yeah. So they washed it off. And at some point you were like, you might want to look underneath it. There might be some stuff underneath it. Oh, and the guy looks underneath. He's like, where were you guys? <laughs> like, it's just caked on. So they pressure yeah. washed underneath that. And then I got underneath that. My like, guys, I'll pay you extra. Can I, you know, I'll get underneath there and, and spread this like, do it if you want. So I'm down in there. I'm spraying the underside. Because most RV places have a clause that say no festivals, right? And sure. a lot of them have a clause that say no Burning Man, right? And, and and so and this one may have had such a clause too. We don't know, but 
I never asked that, but I, I, I believe that my brother was uh, nervous for a reason. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So, so that is an incredible story. And when you first told me this story, I was like, oh my gosh, the number of metaphors in this about life, like there's just so much stuff in this. And, um, you're frozen up a little bit. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you, but I may be frozen again. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, there's just so much stuff in this and, and I loved so many of the things. And, and first of all, I know you and I know your willingness in almost any situation to, to serve, mm-hmm. like to do stuff, to help other people out. And at the very root, and we do a lot of talking about on, on this podcast about the difference between who we are and who we think we are. So we, we walk around with this identity that has an idea of who we are and it's been built up over the years and we, it gets fed every day with all the input in the world. But inside of us, there's something else. And we call that lots of different things. Like we'll call it intuition when it shows up or we'll call it uh, awareness or consciousness and, and all sorts of things. But, but I like to be really clear about just kind of the sim- simplistic, logical way to look at this. Listen, there's two parts of us having an experience of life. One of them is a spiritual part and one of them is a physical part. And the spiritual part has characteristics and the physical part has characteristics. Well, one of the characteristics of the spiritual part, and when we're living from the spiritual part, we have a great experience of life. When we're stuck in our identities, that's where all the fear comes. That's where, that's where Justin is terrified. We're not going to get out and he goes into fear and then the thinking spirals downwards. Um, But then if there's a little gap in that, a little gap that opens up to insight and you're like, well, let's see this for what it is. So, uh, you know, what's inside us sees possibility. It, it, It sees things for what they are. And if there'd have been no way out, it wouldn't have told you there was a way out. Mm, interesting yeah but yeah. there was a way out there, there was yeah exactly. there was a way out and understanding can see that and it opens you up and one of the other characteristics of our spiritual selves is service and you've always been a great example of that but to take that in the middle of a circumstance where so there was the potential for long-term suffering and like long-term oh my gosh we're not going to get out and even if you just narrowed it down to the four dudes in your rv Oh crap, this bites. But you were like, no, let's see, you know, let's see what's out there and and then let's help. Yeah. And yeah, that is even, yeah, even if we couldn't, because that that was my thought is like, I can't get out, but these other people can because yes. they've got their vehicle or something like that. Yeah. And so that's definitely so I'm like, well, at least let's get enjoyment out of seeing someone else. Yeah. Know, yeah. And um and and so to to go there, like. So, and, and I think it's a little more available in this setting because you're not living the life that most of us tend to live in the real world, the life of isolation, mm-hmm. the life of, I'm only taking care of myself. Like we, to, to be in a setting where there's just so much community and that the general level of consciousness is living kind of in community mm-hmm. as opposed to living in individuality. And so that opens you up for all these cool things to happen. That opens you up for even in the midst of this suffering that people are having a good time. Yeah, we still yeah. we still feel a sense of community. This is actually kind of cool. We get to help each other. We get to do this. 
And we've lost so much of that in our society. Mm-hmm. And I just love this story for it showing that. And then it showed, it just showed so many other things. I don't know what, what, what did you see in it? Uh, you know, as far as, well, I don't know if, like, I want to, I want to, I want to think that if that is something like that would have happened at, you know, Coachella or, or, or some other mm-hmm. where it's more of a, this is a music, you know, event and, and you go there and you can buy your nachos and buy your drinks and you buy, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just there to consume. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm mm-hmm. there, I'm there to be entertained and consume. Right. Like that, that's sure. it. And most constant, like fill in the blank event. Sure. You know, football game, what, whatever it is, yeah. you know, I'm entertained to consume and, and be a consumer. And, and Burning Man is just a unique thing because you're, you're not there to consume. You're right. there to produce. Yeah. Right. That, and that's a very, very different. So that's a, that's a mind shift that being said. And so I think, I think it, it, it the, the pe- the type of person that goes there lent itself to, first of all, community. Right. Uh, I mean, we actually did run out of water and two camps over is like, guys, we got 15 gallons. Like, here you go. You know, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's, let's dump this water into, yeah. into your tank. And so it, there's definitely a community. So the type of person that goes to Burning Man is the type of person already who's like, no, I get it. This I'm going to yeah. produce some giving, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. That being said, I don't know. I just, I have faith in humanity that if yeah. this type of thing were to happen. I do, some, I do sometimes. <laughs> but, it, you know, if this were to happen, like a Coachella or something like that, I was like, yeah. oh man, all these cars are stuck. I do feel that people would kind of see the opportunity to, to, to serve, even if it's, even if it's selfish, I'm stuck behind you. Right. Right. Let's get you out. Yeah. You know, and then maybe I can get out. Kind of like you did, right? Uh, yeah. Exactly. That was the thing. <laughs> like, now, I wasn't stuck behind anyone. I was stuck behind mother nature. Right. 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 <laughs> no, I'm talking about that last bit where you're like, I gotta, I, I gotta find out what the roadblock is and get that thing out of there. So oh, that, yeah, that um, was, that was, that was bothering me. I'm like, even guys, still, but even yeah, still, but, had you not been able to get out, you, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have stopped you from helping other people. You wouldn't have sat in, you know, this woe is me kind of situation. And and I think that's a, it's a valuable thing to see really possibility in any situation and, and use the metaphors that life gives us to see it as it would apply to like a Coachella or some other festival, or even, Hey, just, just your neighborhood. Yes. Like something goes down that. in your neighborhood. Yes. People tend to help. Some people tend to help. But you happen to be in a place where both the type of person and the state of of mind, maybe given the circumstances, had everyone kind of in the same mindset. And, and I feel that the one of the coolest things that 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 I noticed, at least about me, and I can't speak for others, but what I listen to. Uh, when I look back and, and, you know, if I tell someone like, Oh, where, you know, what'd you do? Oh, I went here. Okay. What were the highlights? Yeah. The highlights, you know, for sure. Having a day, you know, a couple, a couple of nights and a day out on the playa for like, the, sure, the, sure. The, it's like yeah. The, yeah. But getting stuck and getting out. Yeah. Having that adventure. That's, a, that's a highlight. Yeah. It's and you will highlight. never forget it. You'll never forget the feeling. Yeah. You'll never I mean, forget the cheering on of other people who were making it. That's right. And and I don't know if that necessarily resonates with everyone, but I think it resonates with a lot of people. And I yeah. think that the 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 
the utils of enjoyment yeah, that we talk about, right? The yeah. levels of enjoyment. That you talk about. That, that <laughs> you talk about. I, I think the we is, I kind of join in with you when you get into your economic language, but your, your language of economics, but uh, it's not generally the language that I use, but yeah. The utils of enjoyment. And for those of you who don't understand utility, it is a measurable it is a measurable. It's, it's the unit of measure for enjoyment, and it's yeah, it's a quantum. It's a quantifiable measure of okay. value of the enjoyment of something. Of enjoyment. It's yeah, called a yeah. utile of enjoyment. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, I just I it it became one of the highlights for me because the 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 serotonin and dopamine, like the biochemistry that was going on and that I could feel inside myself. Yeah. When when we got someone out. And and we saw them like make it past the flags. It was just, I it was it was it was a bio drug. It, it was yeah. a bio, bio drug. Right? It was yeah. just so so cool. Yeah. And I think a lot of people felt it then, and I think a lot of people can feel it. Um, there's just, it's just going to be opportunity. And then, do you have courage to act on it? Yeah, yeah. And and this is where I always take people. Like people ask me if there's a how to to get out of suffering. And I'm like, yeah, there is a how-to. And I know we've been told by lots of people that there's no how-to that you just got to kind of, uh, well, maybe there is. Maybe people do uh, say there's a how-to, but the how-to is really actually super simple. There are certain characteristics of the spiritual truth of who we are that when we live the outward expression of those characteristics. So one of the characteristics of who we are is service. We're service. Mm -hmm. Where the, the spiritual truth of who we are is designed to serve. And when we serve, we feel the feeling of living in connection with that service that we are. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah. we didn't have a we didn't have a talk prior to this where I was spilling all. I don't normally like we don't normally talk about this from this angle. But uh, so people ask me, well, I feel really terrible. What's a what's a how to to get out of this? Well, okay. So here's here's the key, and this comes. Uh, oh my gosh, that actually remind me. Gosh, I don't know if I should be referring people to this, but uh, you introduced me to a movie many, many years ago called Swingers. Do you remember this movie? Yeah, I remember it. And do you remember? So so John Favreau is sitting there with uh, Vince Vaughn. Yep. So their two characters are having lunch at a diner. And and John Favreau is talking about how terrible he feels because he can't get his ex-girlfriend back. Mm-hmm. And Vince is telling him, here's what's got to happen. And he's like, you have to not care. Mm-hmm. you have to just let go. And he's like, so I got to pretend to not care. And he said, and, and Vince Vaughn is like, no, no, see, that's, that's the problem of it. You actually have to not care. You can't, you can't just be pretending because then it won't work. And so what, and, and that always reminds me when I suggest ways to get out of things that if you're doing it to achieve an outcome, it is going to ruin the experience when you're in it and it won't provide the outcome you're hoping to achieve. Cause it's not authentic. It's, it's just- not authentic. It won't create, if you decide you want to serve someone for the purpose of you getting out of suffering, like that's why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. It has potential to help a little bit, but it, it's not going to be anywhere close to what it would be if you just served someone, mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. And then see, and then just see, just notice. And so the the how-to to get out of suffering is to understand the characteristics of the spiritual truth of who we are 
and then just allow one of them to come to the surface and do that. And one of the greatest things to do is to serve. It's just the greatest thing to do. And when a whole yeah, bunch, like, go ahead. Uh, I was, yes, hold on, hold on. You are frozen again and I'm not hearing you. Okay. Uh, okay. You, right, well, you talk for a little bit. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. We uh, hear. If I'm, what were you about to I, say? If I'm back, so what, what I was going to say is, is the, I feel like there, there is a, um, a, a, a path, a progression, a hierarchy, a, a inverted triangle, some, something like that. Right. And service, because you think that you'll get something in return, right. That's on some level, right. Mm -hmm. There's service because uh, like, okay, maybe this will make me feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. That's another, there's mm -hmm. like this level. And, and, and I feel like this, the, the ultimate service where you, you're not doing that thing so that you can feel good. You're mm -hmm. certainly not doing it because there's reciprocity mm -hmm. in, in expectation, uh, but you're doing it because it became part of your nature. It became part of your character. And, and now because that's part of your character, there's, there's natural biochemical, uh, enjoyment that that's coming from it yeah but, but that's not it's like oh if i do this i'm gonna feel this way yeah you know yeah. you just you kind of live in that i'm not saying i'm there at all but i just i've had glimpses of that yeah but but, but see that that's all there is is glimpses mm -hmm. because none of us lives there all the time there are only glimpses because life is moments it's moments and so at any given moment we are experiencing things from one place or another or a combination of the two and when you get to that highest level where you where you're just living from your true nature and your true nature is service that's your true nature what gets in the way of it is what's going on up top up in your brain that gets in the way of your true nature often and that's called living from identity and this is where all the suffering comes along and 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 we you know we've seen lots of it and and you you got to be witness to to all the crap that i went through in college like you're one of the few people who can verify all the stories that I told. Like, mm -hmm. so I tell stories about how much I avoided in college and all this stuff. And I was stuck in identity and I was, I was living out of fear and I was terrified. And now there were moments when I was still fun. We had some fun. No. <laughs> yeah. we, we, had, we had lots of fun, but we, there were also moments that were not as fun. And you got to see more of those with me than, than you did with you. So um, but, uh, but this thing that, that you went to and participated in, I like, I like to say that life, it just wants us to understand it. Like life wants to be understood and it gives us every opportunity to see what's going on around us as a metaphor to understand the entirety of this thing we're doing called living life. And this experience that you just had was just such a cool metaphor for how to see life as a whole that we're just a community of people living this thing and sometimes some circumstances are going to arise that'll create a lot of suffering and we have the opportunity to be upset about it and and whine and cry and give up or we have the opportunity to to let that go live from our true nature get into service get into action and then create a possibility that previously would have seemed not possible and there's just so much joy in that. And if people could see that this, this experience that you had at Burning Man is no different than the experiences they're having in their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And, and I could, and I, you know, 
So the, 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 the interesting thing is that I can see how some people, including myself, would say, okay, well, that's a very different, you know, you can't compare the two. Because your everyday life with my work sucks and my uh-huh. husband this and my wife that and the kids yeah. do like, that's a that's very different than a bunch of bohemians running around you know with wigs and fur coats on seemingly right? seemingly <laughs> so I can see the point right yeah. I can see the point um, but there, there there's a counterpoint to that it's like uh, like a very good friend of mine is just constantly like yeah life's a big joke right it, like there's so much that we 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 take as being this is so crucial. Uh-huh. Like this is this is going to ruin this. I mean, it's yeah. like it's like we're treating everything like a fifteen-year-old, you know, girl who or guy who's just like, this is my whole life. Yeah, this is the end of my world. I just got the D on that test, or I just did this, and mm-hmm. you know, there's certainly some things in life. Well, okay, that's kind of a pivotal moment, but a lot of it is not necessarily a pivotal moment. But it's hard to zoom out. It's hard to zoom out. To, to see. It's hard to zoom out from your identity. It's really hard to zoom out from your identity when fear is swirling around. And, and yeah, and I get that a lot of people will say, well, this isn't, but this isn't representative of all the other moments. But in reality, every moment is representative of all other moments. Like how you experience one moment is shows you the possibility of how you could be experiencing all your other moments. And there are lots of people who have had, uh, and, and, and my thing is if we can just avoid catastrophe and catastrophe for me is kind of like just cutting the experience short. Like if the experience of life, if the experience of life itself gets cut short, that's the catastrophe from which, there is no learning or change inside of the experience because you you ain't in it anymore. You ain't in it anymore. That yeah, that, that is true. I mean, I, and that's something I kind of think about with you know friends of mine who have had some pretty crazy life styles, and I I, I think and 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 the 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 proof is in the pudding, right? If you live long enough, if as long as you make it through, yes, you're going to look back and you're like, wow fill in the blank was crazy. Yes. But I lived through it. And now, I mean, you know, dude, I just had lunch or, or, or dinner with a couple of guys I used to run with back in the day. And, that and you're not talking about like running on trails or something. You're talking about <laughs> like you're running around that took you around the globe for all of these different sort of experiences. Yeah. 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 Running in a sense, like I used to travel with and, yes, and yes. party with and stuff yes, like that. Yeah. And, and now we get together, you know, 15 years later and it's, it's, you know, we'll, we'll have dinner once every other year and it's always yeah. sushi for some reason. We're always having sushi, but <laughs> we, we get together and the stories, right. And it's just yeah. like forever. And it's like guys who are in a frat or, yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, yeah, yeah. gals in a sorority or something yeah. like that. It's like, those experiences, um, that's, man, that's the, that's the juice of life. Right. And as long as you make it through. Well, yeah, yeah. And as as long as you make it through and as long as you maintain enough connection to understanding that, that, that what's inside you speaks to you and says, Hey, don't do this. That's too much. Yeah. Don't do this. That's too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And And, and I don't, too much, the too much is going to be, you know, know thyself. Right. (laughs) So there's some people too much is right. (laughs) A little, a little bit shy. 
Right. Well, um, I think we've been going for over an hour now or close to an hour now. Has it been, has it been an hour? I don't know. I can't see the, I didn't, uh, I didn't set a timer. I've got my phone turned off so people wouldn't be calling me. Um, but, uh, like we have, we got enough stuff. Like we got content to talk about a lot more things than this. And, okay. and it's not difficult. It's not difficult to find how it relates to, um, the, the purpose of this podcast, which is to help people understand what suffering is and do a little less of it. Mm-hmm. Not, n- not none of it. We don't want to have none of it. We just don't want the suffering to ruin our experience of life. So um, I, I thank you for coming on today. I thank you for this metaphor. I'm glad that it occurred to you to call me um, right after you got back. Because, um, you know, it takes every once in a while, it takes some for you to pick up the phone. You're a busy life with your your three toddlers and whatnot. Well, they're not all toddlers, but they're pretty young. And uh, yeah, and and I knew when when I saw the phone ring and that it was that that I needed to pick up because there was something fun coming on the other end. Um, and yeah. so, do you want to impart one last word of wisdom as to how to how to have a little less suffering in life before we go? Or I just so my my take it. I I do think that. Um, so I how I feel like I was able to get um, perspective Mm -hmm. in life. I did it through travel. Now people can do it through all different, you know, methods, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. But with travel, when you go to Southeast Asia, when you go to third world countries, when you go to just others, you can go to the travel around the United States, go to the deep South, go to small towns, go to these areas. And you're just like, wow, I am uncontrollably blessed. Yes. In, in, in various things. Now it doesn't necessarily have to be like, socioeconomic, right? Yeah. And also kind of look around. It's like, wow, I've got a family. I've got a brother who loves me and I love him. I've got a family. Yeah. I've got friends. I've got a circle. I live in a fantastic area. Yeah. You know, I, I love my health. Yeah. I love my health. I've had six surgeries. I've broken two ankles and a knee and 10 ribs and a clavicle. And I like, I'm, I'm a piece of work underneath this shirt. Yeah. Surgeries and scars and everything. I yeah. still love my health. Yeah. And so if you have, I just feel like perspective, however you can get that, maybe it's yeah. traveling the world, maybe it's this, maybe it's, but if you can get some perspective and, and, you know, my wife and I, we just constantly, when we're getting into the, the thick of things, mm-hmm. we, we each remind each other, it's like, let's just zoom out, just zoom out. So that's our phrase, like zoom out. Yeah. We're like, oh, what are we talking about what are we really worried about? Yes. Like she's going to be fine. like, so. Yeah. And I love that. And I love, I, I love maybe even more than the, than the ability to, to, to notice, you know, how blessed we are. What I, what I love about your suggestion is that it breaks you out of the habitual way of thinking that most of us live in. We live in a habitual way of thinking, seeing things, believing they're actually as we see them and, and being unable to see that, that our way of seeing things isn't the only way. And, and when you travel, you see that there's just an infinite number of ways to experience life. And it, and it, it drops you out of this habitual way of viewing your life. And, and what that does is it drops you into awareness, it, it, which is the same as zooming out, right? Zooming out puts you into awareness and seeing things as external to you. And this is another entire conversation. So uh, we don't want to go down that road right now, but uh, 
Um, thank you, Burning Man. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, uh, Elements. Uh, thank you, Landon and uh, Justin and, mm-hmm. and all of that for the story. I hope people enjoy it. And, um, and the last Thanks for letting me come on, this is, this, this was fun. I, I, I enjoyed telling, you know, this story, but I always, I just, you know, Andrew, I always just love talking to you because you, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. To, Cause when yeah, we talk, it's all, it's always like this, isn't it? Yeah, like it yeah, doesn't matter. Right. So, so thank you for listening today. And I hope you could, I hope you could hang with the audio and until next time, uh, look me up. If you want to have a conversation, um, subscribe and like, if you like this podcast, share it with other people. Um, all those things. Um, Thanks for joining us today on People Who Suffer. Have a great one.